0: Welcome to episode number 121 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. This is the podcast for building a global community around process safety and industries handling combustible dust. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we have on two guests. We're talking about the Powder Show Digital Flow 2020 event. And to do that, we have on Yale Deskins, the conference producer with Informa Markets, Powder and Bulk Solids, and Steve Everly, the group events director. So, Steve and Yale, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having us here today, Chris. Thanks for
0: having us. Really excited to have the both of you on. I know we've been talking behind the scenes about the and Bulk Solids events, about the events that we're hosting with Dust Safety Science and Dust Safety Academy. Really, I guess, collaborating, for lack of a better word, on how to spread information, how to spread awareness and education. And that's really what we're trying to do with this, this interview in particular. We had planned on doing this before the Digital Flow event came out. It got delayed, so now this is a post-event review. With Yale and Steve, and then talking about what's coming up next with the well, I won't give away, I won't give everything away yet. We'll get to that part, but with powder and bulk solids and the events that are running. So, I think a good place to sort of jump in and in this interview, we're gonna talk about Yale's role and Steve's role. We're gonna talk about this digital flow event and a summary of that, what are some of the key sessions and lessons learned, and then what's coming up next for powder and bulk solids and the, the work that the team is doing there. So, I think the best place to jump in and maybe Yale will get you to go first and then we'll get Steve to go. It's just, what is each of your roles within Informer Markets and in in Powder and Bulk Solids? And can you talk about that?
2: Uh, Yeah, Um, well, you kind of said it. I'm the producer for the IPBS digital and in-person conferences. My job, I like to say that I'm kind of like the Jane Goodall, uh, that's my role. I connect, I, I go out, I connect with the Powder and Bulk Solids community to develop the agenda program and build the speaking faculty for the event. So I'm out there, bubbing
1: elbows, shaking hands, trying to get people on my dates.
0: Awesome, and Steve, what's what's your background and role with Informa Markets?
1: Yeah, again, thanks for having us here today. I'm group event director with Informa Markets Engineering. As some of the audience may know, we are the leading B2B media and event producer for the world's advanced technology-based manufacturing industry. And our daily scope is really to connect manufacturing professionals from around the globe and, in turn, improve processes and outcomes in the sectors that we cover. So, as Group Event Director, I oversee the growth and strategy for many events and including our international powder and bulk solids show brand. And as you mentioned uh, last week, we did wrap our second edition of the Powder Show Digital Flow That is an ongoing series of online events that provide technical education, product demonstrations, and digital networking opportunities for the powder and bulk solids processing community. I will say it was very well attended. And as a compliment to the content, uh, the engagement stats were amazing. And that is a nod to my friend, Yale. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Thanks, Steve.
0: Excellent. And I had to Google it because I wanted to make sure I had it right. But Jane Goodall, for those of you who are wondering, is the one who spent all the time with the the chimpanzees. Before <laughs> anyone
2: thinks that's an insult to the people who I work with, I want to say that in Jane Goodall's case and in mine, the chimpanzees were the experts. <laughs> So I just
0: want that clear. I just, I had to pull up a quick Google search before I mentioned mentioned no that uh, but I, I did double check. So you can you can check that as well.
2: Used to be an anthropology nerd.
0: <laughs> Love it. Um awesome. So it's it's great to have you on the show, Steve. It's good to have you back, Yale. Um we have Yale on the podcast back in episode ninety-six, uh talking about what to expect with the 2020 International Powder Show. And I guess this is then probably this interview is probably leading into the 2021. So I think it makes sense to start with this event that you guys just had. Steve mentioned that it's part of a series and it's the second one you've done, this uh, digital flow idea. I'll let whichever one of you w- wants to talk about it first to, to go ahead. But what was the Powder Show digital flow and what was the main the main goal you're trying to achieve with this event?
1: Yeah. So, Chris, I'll, I'll speak to that. The, um, the digital flow is uh, deployed as part of what we consider our hybrid approach of offering both in-person and digital events. We take on responsibility of providing added value for the members of the powder and bulk solids processing community through activities such as this. Uh, as you can imagine, our audience is made up of engineers, scientists, and equipment manufacturers, and they're all looking for connectivity in ways that bridge the current state of the pandemic. So prior to 2020, uh, our IPBS event took place every two years, which had been the case for the past 44. And when we experienced in-person restrictions placed around Chicago, we realized that um, the live event in Rosemont would have to be postponed. So we took time to reevaluate how to best serve this community. And what we uncovered uh, was an incredible appetite uh, to still gain education, share knowledge, and to network or connect with potential customers. So the digital flow events are providing that touchpoint with a consistency that allows real-time discussion of industry's advances and technologies. And we recognize that needs are evolving, and digital flow is an opportunity to supplement our live events and to better cater um, to the community as a whole. All year long.
0: Thanks for the background, Steve. And I I do want to share a personal story here. Some of the audience might know that this is this is how DustX Research, our parent company, came about, And some might, so might not. So I'll share the the story. But I finished my PhD degree. I defended my thesis on a Tuesday. I want to say it was like April. uh, We'll say April nineteenth or something like that. Our company was incorporated DustX Research on Wednesday, the day after, by the lawyers. Just the way it came out. And I actually flew to Chicago to the International Powder Show on Saturday, got there on Monday, and was presenting on Wednesday, releasing our company out to the world. And my presentation was like, I can't remember the title right now, but it was something like, this is how we're going to stop fatalities from combustible dust explosions or combustible incident database, a path forward for combustible dust. And we're here now, 121 podcast episodes later, a thousand incidents recorded, um, lots of partnerships and, and folks around. And I do want to give a hat tip that it was at the International Powder Show in 2018 that we launched our company. That's why I'm I'm such a big supporter of what uh, Yale and Steve's teams are doing and what the Powder Show are doing. So I I want to give the hat tip in there. Yale, I didn't give you a chance on the Digital Flow event. I guess from your perspective as the event producer, what was the the goal of, of that online session?
2: Well, the goal was to address an elephant in the room that actually... It's not even really an elephant in the room because it's almost over addressed, But the pandemic greatly impacted the powder and bulk solid sector. It decimated plant workforces and it drove unanticipated shifts in consumer demand. And it revealed critical need for the industry or the sector, excuse me, to reevaluate their supply chains, their manufacturing processes, and how their facilities are laid out, and consider implementing new technologies as they upgrade and make changes to their processes. Either in response to uh, big disruptions like a pandemic or just as part of their normal change management. Uh, One good example that we can talk about from the pandemic is toilet paper. I mean, We all remember the runs on toilet paper at the beginning of the pandemic, but it wasn't that there wasn't enough toilet paper to go around. It was simply that most toilet paper manufacturers are set up to produce a certain quantity of toilet paper for commercial customers like hotels, offices, and airport terminals, all of which, I think it's safe to say, saw a decreased demand for toilet paper during the pandemic. Uh, so these commercial customers were buying less paper. Well, on the other side of things, and whether this was rational or not, residential demand skyrocketed, and manufacturers simply weren't able to adjust quickly to meet that new uh, demand. When it, as it applies to powder and bulk solids, you know, that sector sits right in the middle of a lot of supply chains. Raw material comes out and intermediate products go out and those go into other manufacturing processes. So if there is an issue in the powder and bulk solids part of a supply chain or manufacturing process, those issues are magnified tenfold further on down the line, causing all kinds of chaos and havoc.
0: And I would I would agree. And we we unfortunately ordered appliances during this time. It took about 10 months for our fridge to come in because it was stuck at the border <laughs> between Canada and the U S
2: yeah. Oh no. <laughs> That's <laughs> a, a
0: couple of things I want to add <laughs> into that. I mean, I know that a lot of the topics that were key at this time and coming in to into 2020 were things around like advanced manufacturing, robotics, <clears throat> internet of things, moving from manual processing to automation, automation to hands off to how to get analytics out of your, your systems. Um, And then we had the pandemic come in (laughs) on top of that, which forced everything to go even more digital Forced people to do things like this more um, where they're communicating on zoom. Like we are, it's kind of, it was, I guess I can't think of a better way to say it than interesting. Although interesting is not the right word to use for what we've seen in the last year for, for 2020.
2: I think it's more like the, if I, if I can interrupt you here, I think it's more like academic hypothetical questions became painful realities really fast.
0: Yeah, I think that's a a big key to it. I think, so I I would like to dive into the summary of the digital flow event a bit and then talk about what's coming up. Maybe to highlight that, what were, I'll let Steve or Yale kind of go first on this, but what were some of the key sessions from the Powder Show Digital Flow that folks might be interested in going back and, and finding out more about? I'll go ahead and take this one.
2: One of the sessions that I felt, or not just felt, I know, performed probably the best out of all our sessions was entitled Ask the Experts, Advanced Manufacturing Tech for Powder and Bulk Solids Handling. Uh, our panel of experts included Todd Smith of Kansas State University, Bulk Solids Innovation Center, Steve Reed of Casa Control, uh, Jeremy White at Remby, and they provided on-the-spot answers to questions from attendees live. The speakers touched on a lot of topics. We had a lot of questions coming in during the actual session, so engagement As we say, was very high. They touched on the importance of collecting dependable data, and more importantly, how to use it, key points in selecting instruments for measuring flow and inventory levels and silos, advanced industrial control systems, robotics and advanced automation. I should say that the event was free of charge, and our attendees definitely came ready to ask our experts some really interesting questions and not only is it free to charge, free of charge to attend, it is also free of charge to access these sessions on demand on our website. A little plug there.
0: <laughs> where And where is the best place for people to go to get that?
2: Uh, Powderandbulkshow.com.
0: Powder. Okay, don't do it right now because you're listening to the podcast. I want you to listen to the rest of it, but go to that after the podcast to check it out. <laughs> um, I'm looking through just some of the presentations here. I see that Ask the Expert session was actually attended virtually on the other side of the table, if you will. Industry 5.0 for food and beverage processing, Innovator innovation power hour, there was networking events, understanding trolling size reduction and processing and milling. These are all, like Yale was saying, the intermediate manufacturing steps in creating things like we saw toilet paper being a big issue during the little pandemic, but you know the, the type of industries that the folks who are listening to this podcast are really interested in and really interested in learning about. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. Is there some key takeaways or key things that were were discussed around combustible dust, fire and explosion safety? Or is there any um, good talks that that folks might be interested in there or any key takeaways?
1: Yeah, Chris, I'll I'll take that one. Uh, I moderated a very popular session that was offered by uh, Chris Justo, who's the director of industrial projects and combustible dust safety at Hallam ICS. The uh, title of the session was uh, How to Make a Business Case for dust hazard analysis and combustible dust safety. And in it, uh, he did argue uh, the need for all facilities to undergo a DHA, dust hazard analysis. Uh, He explained uh, the DHA and those subsequent actions as an investment, uh, pretty much with a guaranteed return. Uh, It was impactful uh, to see Chris provide hypothetical examples that offered uh, financial context, and spoke to real risk management issues in terms of actual dollar amounts. Uh, I found that uh, he was able to you know clearly articulate uh, the need for ongoing education, uh, which you know is it leads to analysis and action that not only addresses compliance uh, but also the opportunity to avoid structural, and most importantly, uh, human costs. Um, It it was a great session, and um, I'll say it was a needed session.
0: Yeah, and we had Chris on back in episode 46 of the podcast. Uh, It was called, What is the potential cost of a dust explosion incident? I think that sort of fed into these concepts that he's developing now on, okay, well, a DHA is an investment against those costs, and, and justifying that. It's an important educational role to fill because there are, uh, the I've had folks reach out to me that are held in safety managers. say hey we'd love to start down the path of improving our dust safety program but we're having a difficult time getting buy-in from whoever we'll say upper management could be floor workers could be anyone how do we sell this as a concept that's needed and those sort of discussion points like Chris is generating at the the digital flow event and that he's creating through his presentations is, are really helpful in understanding that any other key things from from your perspective Yale anything you want to touch on before we talk about what's coming up next for, for your guys' events?
2: Yeah, I can add a little bit here. So while the 2020 DHA deadline is long past, we're all aware of that. And that was the thing pushing a lot of our content. That was driving a lot of that urgency. But it, what I'm from what I understand, working with this community is the urgency is, con, is continued. Because even if you completed a DHA, you'll need to complete another one in five years. And furthermore, any changes that you make to your process could drastically alter your ability to predict, mitigate, and respond to hazards, in this case, combustible dust explosions. So at that point, you're really talking about continuously monitoring the state of your process, and implementing hazard controls based on living data, which makes it less of a per-project cost issue and makes it more of like a continuing cost control uh, situation. So I think that when we have these conversations, I think it's, it's, I think these kind of conversations really move the ball forward. We hear a lot on the internet when it comes to combustible dust safety on the internet events, et cetera, about the technical stuff, about how to do it. That's all great. But how do you, as you said, get buy-in from not just upper management, but also the guys on your floor and putting a dollar amount, to that makes it less hypothetical, makes it more real, and I think that this was a this was a great session, and I I look forward to working with him some more.
1: <laughs> I would I would just add that the uh, Q and A session was very energetic, and um, did focus in a lot of cases around the internal education that needs to occur and either in, in order to make these uh, this analysis manifest in the facility. So it was again very strong session, and I'm looking for more to follow.
0: So you kind of let us right in, Steve. So I guess a good place to, to go from here is what is coming next for powder and Bulk Solids? Um, what should folks be watching out for?
1: Well, I'd say in a word or two, a lot. <laughs> the, uh, this year, the, as we mentioned earlier, the IPBS conference and exhibition will occur on different dates. We're using April 27 through 29 dates to host uh, the IPBS conference in an immersive digital format. And that adjustment allows uh, our delegates ease of access and cost containment while providing, you know, the rich educational and technical content that has come to be expected from participation. After that, uh, we do plan to hold the exhibition at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center in Rosemont over the August 24th through 26th dates this year. Uh, The content, which, you know, remains a very critical factor in assembling audience will build off of subjects covered during the digital conference and will be hosted from a newly imagined or reimagined uh, center stage environment. So we are committed to offering the best opportunities uh, in what we've concluded as the best times and the best formats.
0: Excellent. I had the dates here. April 27. Is it to the 28th or to the 29th for the, the online event?
1: April 27th through 29th okay. for the IPBS conference. And then August the 24th through 26th for the live event.
0: Okay, perfect. I just want to make sure that folks had those dates right so they could uh, they could write them down when they're they're listening to it. Thank you. So it, it's interesting to see things split out. And I, I guess one thing I'd like to ask is if, if folks want to provide input to what they'd like to see at the event or even, you know, assigned maybe to speak or that sort of. Because we'll have folks in the audience that are listening to go, so I want to be involved with that. Is there what's the best way? Should they just reach out to to Yale through the show notes in this episode, or is there somewhere else they should go?
2: If you can put my email address in the show notes, I'd be happy to hear anybody's ideas. I'm I'm in the midst of speakering, as we say, speakering up the 2020 or 2020 digital conference. So now is the time to hop on.
0: Excellent. Yeah. I just want to put that in there because really a good event really should be driven by the audience. And I, I know this, I'm saying this to the audience of the podcast, not necessarily to the, the guests, um, but driven by the needs and desires and wants and and gaps that are with the audience that are there. So I encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast, then I I would believe that you would have a, an, a desire to know about powder handling industries and, and dust generating industries, uh, fire, explosion, safety, or else you wouldn't be with me for 121 episodes. But give your feedback to Yale on what you'd like to see in this event, what you'd like to see from the exhibitions, what kind of companies you'd like to see there, what kind of education you're looking for. These are all key drivers that they, and I know that the way that Pattern books Solids and the Foreign Markets work, they'll feed that right back into actually hosting that at the events. Anything else on that, Yale or, or Steve? Maybe Yale will let you go first.
2: One of the things that I am trying to do as the producer is Add greater diversity to our topics, to our speaking faculty. So bring me specific issues. What's your problem? This This event has, for the last 44 years, really been a place where people bring their issues to get them solved. It helps me to know what those issues are so that we can put them on the conference. So don't be shy. I'm a pretty friendly dude. Just drop me an email. I've, Christian, you're going to put yale.deskins at informa.com uh, in the show notes, right?
0: Yep, that's correct. Great. I, I guess the, the last thing I want to lead off is where can people find out more, but I do want to leave a little bit of space. Was there anything that we missed in this discussion, anything that's coming up from Steve or Yale or any other sort of input before we, we tell people where they need to go?
1: Yeah, Chris, I can add to that. So all the digital flow sessions and additional content are archived and available for on-demand viewing. Uh, You just need to simply register in order to watch, and that can be accomplished at www.powderandbulkshow.com. The site was newly relaunched, and it's loaded with information on the April Digital Conference. So, I'd hope that the audience would visit, gather the information they need, and then attend, uh, as it does promise to be a very valuable experience. I'm going to say on record that I'm very proud of Yale and the team for constructing so, so such a robust agenda that your audience may actually be able to assist with. Um, it, it helps us to, um, you know, it pushes us internally as an industry conduit, and it offers our partners such as yourself and us Safety Science uh, an extensive thought leadership platform. Um, so again, everything that we can do with your help, your audience's help, you can forward that on to Yale and make sure that that's baked into our content, and um, very much looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I'm pulling a couple of links while we go through this just on the patternbulkshow.com, which is where you can find the information about the events in general and also the digital flow event <clears throat> where people can sign for those those sessions that were there. We'll include Yale's email in the show notes at duststascience.com/121. It's uh, so number 121 along with all these links you want to find out more information, both what's coming up with the international powder show. I call it the international powder show, but the international powder and box Solids conference and exhibition. <laughs> um, anything else you want to leave off with any other places people should go um, before we close out this, uh, this interview, Yale or Steve?
2: No, I i think we pretty well covered it as much as I'm willing to reveal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there, when, when they're, <laughs> when you're willing to reveal more, the podcast will be here. Um, we appreciate having you on. Like I said, well, I started my journey in combustible dust about a decade before showing up on stage at the International Powder Show. But at least the journey that I'm on today with DustX Research Limited and dust Safety Science the Dust Safety Academy was all launched from center stage, the old center stage. We'll get to see the new one here in 2021 at the Powder Show. So I'm appreciative of that. I'm appreciative of the work that, uh, that, that you folks do. And I know it's a ton of work to put these events on, especially when you got to do the exhibitions at the same time, which... Um, are really a sight to see, especially if you've never been involved with one. It, it is the place to get your questions answered for powder handling industries, and which are also dust generating industries that we deal with quite a bit. So say thank you, Yale. Thank you, Steve. I look forward to having you on the podcast and forward to see you at these events because I'll, I'll be there attending as well.
1: We really appreciate your collaboration, Chris. Thank you. Bye, thanks.
0: Thanks, Yale. Have a good day and thank you, Steve. So you've been listening to myself, Dr. Chris Cloney and Yale Deskins and Steve Everly. Yale is the conference producer with Informer Markets, and Steve is the group events director. we are talking through the Powder Show Digital Flow 2020 event, did a, a post-event review, I guess we're calling it, and also what's coming up down the tracks for Powder and Bulk Solids for the International Powder Show and for the work that they're doing out with, with uh, powder generating and powder handling audiences. So we talked through Yale's background, Steve's background. Um, we talked about some of the goals they have with the events like Digital Flow and the International Powder Show. Their their mission, their goals around achieving education, connecting folks in these industries, um, doing live demonstrations, sharing out the latest technology, also touched a bit on things like culture and how you can convince those in your company to move forward with the plans and desires that you'd like to see um, implemented from safety and non-safety aspects that you see at the Powder Show. We talked a bit about where industry was heading in terms of you know, advanced manufacturing, internet of things, robotics, uh, and how the pandemic completely smacked overlapped with that and then accelerated that in a lot of ways and how that's really played into the needs and desires that folks have out there they are listening to this podcast and out there that need um, education technology in the space. And that's really driven a lot of the change that you've seen with pattern box solids and how they're doing your events. And we talked through a lot of those. We did this post event review on the powder show digital flow. There were a lot of good sessions there, including this ask me X Ex- ask the expert session with Todd Smith, um, Jeremy Slonwhite and, and a couple of others that were there. There's also some other presentations there that were focused specifically on combustible dust. The, the one that came out that they talked to quite a bit in the episode was with, with Chris Justo, how to make a business case for dust hazard analysis and combustible dust safety. Obviously, that is at the core of, of my heart with what we're doing with dust safety science. So I'd encourage you to go check that out. Um, and we talked what to expect with the International Powder Show. So as And I'm hoping I get the dates right. I'm going to try my best, but I believe it was April 27th to 29th. As the online event um, and that's going to be the the main educational component for the international powder show this year and then they're going to be running the exhibition area from august 24th to august 26th now we'll still have things like the center stage and other educational components as well but that's also the place to get all the companies together so that they can really answer the questions that folks have about equipment about systems and you know get the help with what you're you're doing day to day and we just close out the interview by talking about where you can go I would second the thought process here that this event, the events we host, the education that's being created out there by, by really important groups, needs to be driven by you, by the audience, by the folks that are listening to this. So don't be afraid to reach out to myself. Don't be afraid to reach out to, to Yale and uh, powder and ball salt and say, hey, this is the problem I'm having. This is what I want education on. And don't be surprised if you see that come up in these events. So we'll have Yale's contact information at dustsafetyscience.com 121. That's the number 121 also have links to the Powder Show website, to the digital flow portion of that website, so you can uh, register and attend to these sessions that are there on demand as well. I want to say, as always, thank you for listening to the Dust Safety Science Podcast. I hope you have a safe and productive week ahead. and I appreciate everything you're doing in industries handling combustible dust to make them safer every day around the world.